0: Hello, Mario. Ian, how are you? How are you? How's it going? Good. Grant. You well? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no worries. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, any uh, any plans for the weekend?
1: Any plan? Well, uh, do you know the five o'clock thing in our house like this. It's, uh, <laughs> it's oh. five o'clock somewhere, so we'll have the old cocktail. <laughs> I, there. I think we're going to go for the Kuiper today. That's the the big ones today. So that's the limes and the, the ice and the kind of sugar syrup. Cool. Smash it all up together and a uh, bit, bit of vodka. And, you know, it's very um, good. Good starter. Yeah, kick yeah. her off or yeah. Kick starter, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, speaking of uh, starter, over, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I was going to um, say something to you there. Uh, what? Uh, I just want, you I okay? didn't want you to. I, yeah, 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 No, no, no. It's yeah. going it's it's I didn't yeah. want you to um, find out uh, any other way, but um, right. I'm, I'm actually starting um, a podcast. A
1: podcast? <laughs>
0: Yeah, My, myself and Patrick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I've been working on oh, it for a few uh, months. A po- Everybody's doing a bloody podcast. What are you doing a podcast for? I, what are yeah. you now, Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama? I mean, what's well, going I mean, on? on. Million, you know, there's millions of them out there at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you're well, on to a Patrick. good thing now. What are you doing podcasts for? God's sake. Well,
0: hang on, hang on, no, 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 no. Hold on, I've been working on it for a few months, like.
1: Have you? Really? <laughs> I and mean, and like, who are you gonna have on it? Like, I mean, have you got? Is it guests? Mario's talking to somebody, going deep, deep dive, all this kind of stuff. Is it? What? What is yeah. it? Like, what is that called? Who 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 are you gonna have on? Tell me.
0: Well, actually, I was hoping right that you might be what? my first guest.
1: Me? I <laughs> oh, me? Is it? like to one on one? that you'd ask me questions. Well, if you, if you, yeah, well, if you don't want to. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. No, no, podcast. I think it's the future, actually, podcasting. It's it's, it's amazing. I think, uh, I'm actually quite, so, <laughs> that, I, I, yeah, I'd love to do that. That will be, be amazing. Are you up for it? Thanks a, thanks a million.
0: You, you so actually, me. you're okay about Did me you, having a podcast?
1: Yeah. Oh, I think it's a great idea. I think podcasting is the future, to be honest with you. I mean, who's listening to anything else now except podcasts? Podcasts are brilliant.
0: Oh, brilliant. Thanks a million, Ian. Listen, I'll, um, we'll try and arrange it on Monday. Enjoy the Kuiper Roshkas. Thanks. Hello there, and welcome along to the very first episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast. I am Mario Rosenstock, and I'm delighted to be in your earhole today. Some of you may already know me from my work on the Gift Grub comedy sketches on Today FM for the last 22 years on the Ian Dempsey Breakfast Show. Some of you may even have listened to Mario's Sunday Roast on Today FM, um, where I got a chance to talk to people and about stuff that interests me. And I got a chance to be myself, to be me. Finally, there is a me. Up to you whether that's a good thing or otherwise. So, for my very first podcast and my very first podcast interview... I thought, who better to cross that rickety bridge from radio to podcast with than my good friend and work wife, Ian Dempsey. I've never interviewed Ian before, so it's a world exclusive for you, you lucky things. And you think you know people, but even I found out new stuff
1: about Ian. But once, once the red light goes on, there is a sort of an edit button that goes on in the back of your head subconsciously. You know, so obviously you don't say, well, how the fuck are you today? You know, you can't say that on the radio. <laughs> I did take a lot of them. And uh, I know Eamon Dumpy took a lot of them as well at the time. And he came in and he, he said, you want to get off those things? And I remember there was 50 pence sitting on the bench. That was left there as a temptation, I think, for every single child. And I'd say if I had taken that, I could have been in serious trouble and uh, had, a, had a, a worse story to tell.
0: OK, Matt Cooper has a problem in um, a battery shop.
1: Hello? You wouldn't have any AAA a batteries by any chance, would you?
0: <laughs> you see? You see? I knew it. With that great voice, he was bound to be brilliant at impressions. That is a superb Matt Cooper, if ever I heard it. Saturday... But first up, we're going to be attempting to be topical on this programme as well, as topical as we can. And uh, you may have noticed we're in the middle of the Cheltenham Festival. Rachel Blackmore, what an amazing um, performance on Honeysuckle um, to win the champion hurdle. And horse racing, let's face it, folks, it's been in the news a lot recently. Gordon Elliott, remember him? You see, you've forgotten. You've forgotten. I knew you did. The photo, the Ferrari, the frenzy, remember? Yeah, that's the guy. The rush to judgment, the incandescent fury... Suddenly we all had an opinion about something many of us pay hardly any attention to at all, usually. And now we were vitriolic with anger. The monster, he must be hung, drawn and quartered. And then it was over. Forgotten about, as quickly as it started. Move over, move on, next target. Anyway, one of the great things about this podcast is we actually bought the podcast rights to Cheltenham. Very complicated, I don't want to go into it, but we did. It was a broadcasting coup. So let's go live now over to Cheltenham and join Des Scahill for the next race. Over to you, Des. Thanks, Mario. It's the fake moral outrage in horse racing, Handicap Hurdle. It's the one everybody's after. Uh, Number three is a non-runner. That's Nuance. Nuance is a non-runner. They're coming around. They're under starter's orders. And they're off and first to show is saddened and shocked saddened and shocked followed by deeply disappointed deeply disappointed followed by frankly disturbing it's saddened and shocked deeply disappointed they're joined now by uh, moment of madness moment of madness they're all getting a bit hot under the collar here jostling for position trying to get out in front of each other in this moral outrage chase saddened and shocked frankly disturbing deeply disappointed indefensible now in with a shout and moment of madness uh, is, is still there with a outright condemnation nation now making a play outright condemnation they're going round the bend in this moral outrage chase saddened and shocked being driven along by facebook post facebook post deeply disturbing uh, being chased by broadsheet boy and here comes tabloid lad tabloid loud now with outright condemnation outright condemnation facebook post here comes keyboard warrior keyboard warrior putting on the pressure keyboard warrior saddened and shocked looking a bit tired as is frankly disturbed he's out of it and context is gone context is a faller context is gone and that leaves it wide open now facebook post keyboard warrior and here comes twitterati Twitterati piling on the pressure. Twitterati with online bookie trying to get involved. Coming from nowhere. Online bookie trying to take the high moral ground. Twitterati. Tabloid, lad. Total hypocrisy. Here comes total hypocrisy. Twitterati. Total hypocrisy. Tabloid, lad. They gallop over the line together. Oh, I don't see anybody coming out of this as a winner, I'm afraid. No winner to that one, but join us for the next race. They're all turning up again in the next race in 10 minutes. The Royal Racism Backlash Chase. Back to you. Thanks, Des. Um, More sketches in future episodes. We'll develop, we'll evolve, we'll see what we can do and where we can go with this. And I'd love to hear from you too, so do get in touch with me at GiftGrubMario on Twitter. Um, I'm Mario Rosenstock on Facebook. I'll give those out at the end again with your messages, your tips. Just get in touch, anything you want. Your incandescent anger. Let's become a little family, a little dysfunctional family, a little community. Let's start something together. Let's start something up. This could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Okay, speaking of which, here it is after 22 years together, my first ever interview with the great broadcasting legend, Mr. Ian Dempsey. Enjoy. Ian, I'm podcasting. I'm podcasting. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm and podcasting. Uh, I'm glad to be here. How you, after after all the crap we've talked about this for
1: for years, I'll say. <laughs> well, that, that's that's the whole thing. See, I mean, I think that uh, I think that you you dream a lot, but you actually do something about it. I dream a lot, and I go sleep. I have a nap. <laughs> 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 so uh, fair play to you, and I'm I, I'm delighted. I'm looking forward to listening to this now. You'll be. I will subscribe to your podcast. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, I thought that it, I thought that it was um,
0: just to answer that question about the first guest. We thought we actually had two weeks ago. We decided that we'd we'd ask you as to be the first guest. And we have obviously any other amount of things lined up. But we just thought that from the whole relationship that you and I have had, the amount of time we've known each other, the amount of communal sort of experiences that we've been through together, that it was a kind of a fitting kind of gateway or a bridge um, to cross over from one medium into another mm. and uh, and do it. So basically sort
1: of what, what you're saying is basically what you're saying is I'm the pacemaker for the entire series. I understand that. <laughs> you're the test bunny. <laughs> You're the test rodent. Yeah, exactly.
0: You are the white mouse that has been in, injected into the cave. <laughs> and we have given cocaine. Okay. We've placed cocaine and see which mouse um, snorts the cocaine. So what we're going to do, Ian, Excellent. is, um, first of all, what, 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 what occurred to me was, um, first of all, thanks a million for doing this. And the second thing that occurred to me was, I didn't realize before today that the day we were recording this, because we might as well start here, unbelievable
1: that it's Tony Benton's anniversary god love him sixth anniversary my god yeah i know i still i was saying on the radio this morning though i still i, I refuse to uh to think about him sadly I, I have to think him think about him happily because he gave us the greatest of times and i mean he was always in good form he was a, an amazing guy great broadcaster Great socializer, And uh, I don't know how he'd be dealing with the old COVID-19, to be honest with you. I don't know whether he could handle the, the full year of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, listen, but, uh, <laughs> we t-
0: tell that story you were telling on the radio this morning about the thing we came up oh, yeah. with. So we came up, well, we well, came yeah. up. We imagined what it would be like Tony Fenton living in COVID-19
1: land. Exactly. Well, I mean, he obviously he came up with, uh, you know, he had Tony's rhyming slang all the time, like Cockney rhyming slam, uh, slang, except uh, he, he would always go one step further with it. And he'd kind of, you'd have to kind of work it out like... uh in other words, if you're playing golf with him, he might say to you, hey, your ball is behind the Kate. You're, but the Kate, oh, what's the Kate? The, the bush. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, so in this, we were, we were trying to work out. And obviously, Tony's not here, so we, we don't have him to tell us. But we worked out what he would have called COVID-19. And we worked out that it would be called the knack. because the there, was knack. So, there was a song called My Sharona by the knack back in, I don't know, when it was the late 70s or early 80s or whatever. And uh, he would have kind of said, Sharona, the corona, corona the knack. As always the in, knack. I've got a touch of the knack, I think I'll, I'll stay in bed. The <laughs> exactly. knack. And it would be so it would be so
0: Tony, wouldn't it? You know? Oh, totally. It's a good jumping off point. Tony is a good jumping off point. Because if you if you look at like you you've been in obviously broadcasting for about forty years now,
1: and if you look back at where it started, it probably yeah. started in cahoots with Tony, isn't that right? More or less, yeah. I mean, I started on um, a a station called Capital Radio, uh, which wasn't the one that became Capital Radio later on and then became 104 and Rock 104 and everything. But uh, it was on Bachelor's Walk and he wasn't there then. But I did know him before that uh, because I knew him because he was a neighbor of mine. So he used to hang around. I mean, he used to live right beside my aunt and uncle. So I used to be going up to to visit my aunt and uncle, and I used to meet Tony every now and again. He was big into the football, as he was all his life. So I didn't really know much about the radio thing. And then I met Barry Lang when I was in RTE for the first time in 1980. And Barry was also a friend of his. And they used to have a disco together, Tony and Barry, called Tobar Disco. Tobar <laughs> and uh and they invited me to go along and uh so anytime they'd kind of get off with any women or whatever i'd be left up playing the the songs up at the top so i was the the, the apprentice dj so to speak with tony and barry and uh, we, we used to go all over the place uh, we used to bring all like in those days you had to bring all the records with you so you'd have bags and bags of records all your equipment and all that and we did actually do that once on a bus we actually got a bus from uh, up uh, in sort of Glasnevin north and we got a bus all the way out to Malahide to, uh, with all the equipment, speakers, the lot, everything. We were dedicated, absolutely dedicated uh, to the yeah. cause. We've worked together for 22 years hmm. and every so often, maybe,
0: well, it's only probably what once a year now, but it used to be more often. Every so often, I'd, I'd, I'd wa- you wouldn't know this, but I'd be outside the studio and I'd just watch you on mm. the mic and I just watch, right. watch, watch what you're doing. And I'm watch what's happening. I'm watching what feeling and relationship you have. What what is happening? You're basically sitting very close to a mic, you're you you just seem to be extremely comfortable. And I'm kind of wondering, you go into this kind of world where everything seems to flow from you. It's as if you relax suddenly when the mic is on. And I'm kind of yeah. wondering, who are you talking to in your mind's eye when that happens? <laughs>
1: Um, well, I, I was always fascinated by the the whole uh, the radio uh, doctors who used to say that you try and imagine one person, and that's that's what I've always done. I've I've believed in that, and I mean the BBC guys used to talk about that as well. That you you imagine there's one person and you try and talk to that person. But if you're playing a request for somebody, I always try and you know focus in on that person and I talk directly to that person. Other people yeah. can can listen in if they want to. That's fine, but uh, that's that's what I do. And I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, you're saying that you, you, you sometimes would watch me, which is kind of spooky. I didn't realize that. I must uh, watch out for it in the future. But, uh, th- but I used to do the same with Larry Gogan, actually. And uh, it was a great hero of mine. And I remember watching him and the joy when he turned on the microphone, like he could be chatting away yeah. to you. The record could end, turns the mic on and immediately switches on. And there'd be similarities in that maybe I learned from him how to do that. And I mean, he was loving the music. His foot was thump, uh, thumping uh, as he went along uh, with, the, uh, with the with with the the songs. Uh, he was just enjoying the moment. And I mean, there's the famous thing which uh, about Larry with his, uh, his heart monitor, where the doctor, when he went back with the heart monitor, says, what were you doing between 12 and 2? Uh, because your heart was your heart rate was absolutely perfect, and he says I was on the radio. So I mean, he was born to do it, and uh, hopefully maybe I
0: was too. I find it fascinating, right? Your parents, okay, sent yeah. sent you to Belvedere. Yeah. Now Belvedere was Larry. Go- sorry, Terry Wogan. Oh, yeah. let me see. Tony O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, Archbishop who who Dermot the... Ryan. Kevin yeah. Barry went there. Andy and Dempsey. And yeah. <laughs> but you like you walked out of your leaving cert exam to go and do a shift on the radio. Yeah,
1: I wasn't oh, doing very bad. well.
0: I wasn't doing very well
1: in the exam, you
0: know. But and here's I, the point, I, right? But, I, yeah. but here's the point I'm trying to make. Maybe I'm not yeah. making a point. Maybe you don't see what I'm trying to get at. I guess my, my point is that your parents probably your parents probably went, well, we're going to send them to Belvedere. It's a very good school. Yeah. And uh, we want him to bloody well Show his respect for us By yeah. going to Belvere yeah. And getting a bloody good Leaving cert for himself And yeah. the little bollocks Has ficked off to some radio station <laughs> Well thanks yeah. a million son For my investment in your yeah. feckin' education was there a, was there any yeah. sense of that at all
1: well there was there there wasn't there wasn't i mean like to be fair, my dad was a civil servant uh he retired now and um obviously because he's ninety two uh but uh he, yeah. uh he 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 um and he scrimped for both myself and my brother to go to that school. Uh, and yes. we had to put off family holidays and we in fact the first time i went away on a foreign holiday outside of the country was after i met jer you know so you know it's like so we weren't doing all that so he he saved up a lot of money and i'm sure he, he did say what the hell is this kid up to you know because i became a little bit of a kind of a not so much i was into the the the, the, the fashion of the day i was into david bowie i was into having a plastic bag instead of a school bag i was kind of a little bit rebellious like that and I didn't really yeah. care and I was a bit scruffy uh, and then, uh, I, uh, then I got into the radio and the radio it was a pirate and, radio but, station but, as well. But what would they what I mean? like about that though Ian? What would they like um, about that? Well see they're very understanding and they believed in the whole idea of you know developing the person rather than and if the person if the person is leaning towards radio like I mean I had all, always been into that from a very young age so they knew that that was that was what I loved more so anything, uh, so a know.
0: situation that could have been happening at home was Des might have said, he's fucking gone into that radio station again. <laughs> and Gay might have gone, oh, leave him at it. You know how much he's always loved radio. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Is that a well, kind of a situation? I think, I don't know. I think the pair of them were were quite understanding, to be honest with you. And they just wanted to yeah. see, as, as I have been, to be honest with you, with my own uh, children since. Like, I mean, there's no pressure here to, you know, become Dr. Dempsey, you're in <laughs> that. Yes. You know, it's do your own thing and develop in your own way and actually Belgrade, yes. to be fair to it, uh, is a very good school at that. They develop the person, not not necessarily academically, but the person mm. is a full, a full person and uh, it, it, it's a great school. Mm. Getting a bit of bad yeah. press lately, but a great school. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, it is getting a bit of bad
0: press. It was a mm. Marmion, was it? Jo- jo- I heard him yes. were on about jo- it with Yes, Joe Duffy. that's right, yeah. Joseph Marmion, yeah. Father Joseph Marmion.
1: Father Joseph Marmion. Dead now. <laughs> and dead now, yes. And yeah. was he around in your time? He was indeed, yeah. Uh but I am refusing to be defined by him. I think that the, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of uh, uh, articles written and a lot of live line shows about him and all that kind of stuff. Uh and all of it is true. Everybody knew about it. Uh but then again there's always a bad egg or a bad prawn in uh in in every kind of walk of life uh but i was i was part of that whole thing and uh i was in the opera and i had to get uh costume uh costume fitted so to speak uh and i Mm. came across the guy as well but uh he 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 was just a a, like even the teachers in that school were afraid of 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 father marmion uh i don't Mm. know what it was about him he just had this air about him and uh he was uh, not a very nice person, uh, and uh, but it is weird. Really? so. That- in other
0: words, so in other words, a lot of people like that are often they come across as very nice people. In other words, they're kind of they yeah, can be charming no, no, and kind no, of this powerful, guy, and This guy
1: was was a ruffian, and I mean, he'd walk into, into a class that another teacher was was given, and uh, that that teacher would almost cower as if to say, "Oh my God, I'm in trouble," you know, and like he wasn't mm. even. Uh, a principal or an assistant principal he wasn't he was just an ordinary and teacher just, you know. just are you okay with us talking about this because i can we can take it out if you don't mind yeah no you if, can if talk you, about it if you uh, want no to, but as I, as I say i don't really want to be uh i don't really want to start giving any details or anything but i mean i was i was one of those kids and you know that that was a, a situation... There that, were costume uh, fittings, yeah. yeah there yeah, were costume yeah. fittings, yeah. I always yeah. remember there was one There was one thing that I... Actually, I only found out recently reading Tom Durley's piece because Tom Durley went to that school and I knew him when I was okay. in school. Uh, and Tom wrote a great piece in the Daily Mail about it. And I only realised that uh, he was actually... I'm, I'm Obviously so naive. He was getting so turned on by what he was doing that he was actually going off behind the thing and having a... Going uh, to town on himself. Going to town on himself. Uh, I only—I didn't even realize that. <laughs> but uh, uh, oh, but uh, so now now I kind of feel bad about it. But anyway, uh, the uh, but the I do remember. There's one thing about it I remember when he did go off. There was because he did, and I remember he did go off because, and so that's obviously what he was doing. When he went off, but I'm only realizing that. In the last couple of weeks, since reading this, I thought thing you were going to through. say in the last couple of minutes. No, no. <laughs> Go on. But what anyway, happened? I, I remember I, I was on a, I was sitting on a bench, and I remember there was fifty pence, which was old money, obviously. Fifty pence sitting on the bench, and it's only it, it, I was thinking afterwards if I had taken that, that was left there as a temptation. I think for every single child, and I'd say if I had taken that that I could have been in serious trouble and probably uh, had, a, had a, a worse story to tell. But anyway, it yeah, didn't affect yes. my life at all. Uh, not at all. But
0: I, but I sorry, just to clear that one up, are you, are you, are you the, the situation you might have been outlining is that if you took the 50 pence, he'd say, oh, you took the 50 pence, you stole it, you will now there. have to, re- yeah. there was 50 pence there, now you will have to report back to me and you will be admit, admonished and there will be problems. Yeah. And then this could lead to other stuff. Jesus exactly. Yeah. All right. All anyway, right, listen, Anyway, it's great talking to you. Listen, thanks a million. Good luck. <laughs> um, <laughs> and actually, just just there,
1: just while we, while we move off mm, the mm. while we move off the the the, the Belvedere thing, I still think, believe Belvedere is a, a, an exceptional school. Really good people I met there, still fantastic friends. Uh, one of my best friends, Ken, who you've met, Ken Wigstone. Yes. We, we met when we were like seven or eight, and we're still the closest of friends uh you know and uh and i, I meet up with guys all the time and i think yeah. it was a good education and 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 everybody that was in there except for yeah. that one person was was exceptional yes. you know so. yes yes but as you say it,
0: it it's not it's never even something that's come up between us before actually and no, no. uh and i couldn't think of anybody that doesn't define more than you so that, that that's great and 40 years later like still doing this and and the more i go through life um And the more you see more of life, the more you see more of, oh, just to, you know, just people in, people who, jobs are tough. Life is tough. Um, And in a way... You can't say this about yourself now, but in a way you've sailed through your whole life happy as Larry (laughs) and and Larry and Larry almost being the operative word, like happy as Larry, just totally Hmm. happy doing what you're doing. I was listening to you this morning on the radio because I was at home and you were I don't know, is something happening that's good in your life at the moment? You were absolutely quite chipper this morning Um, you were feeling very upbeat and making gags about everything. And uh, so you're just you were just
1: on top form. Well, you know, it's Friday
0: it you is, know, but Friday. you were. Off, I've heard. I've heard you on Friday. a million Fridays. And no, no, yeah, it's Friday. It's kaparoshka time. Yeah, but this is um, Friday. And,
1: exactly. I mean, I swear, it, it means much more. I remember you telling me a story about Vince and he and you, you he <laughs> want you, you wanted to meet him about something, and and he said That's when right. can you meet, and you said Friday. He says no, I, I drink on Fridays. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, a bit like funny. that To
0: be honest with you, that was very <laughs> funny. I said, I, he said, um, uh, would you? Would, I'd love to interview you. And he 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 said, he said, I'd love. He said, when are you free? And um, I said, are you free on Friday? And he went, No, no, no. I I, I drink alcohol on Friday. Yeah, but t- <laughs> what do you mean by that? And he went, No, no, no. when I mean, I drink alcohol. I really <laughs> drink alcohol on Friday. And I asked him. I pushed him. I pushed him further on it. And he said, I like to clear out the files in my head and make sure they're all gone <laughs> by Monday. So basically he performs a kind nice, of yeah. he performs a kind of a vicious um unsupported browser reboot <laughs> on his brain and uh, basically catastrophizes yeah. his brain and uh, with alcohol yeah. and then um on Monday he's fine again. I can I I can make a, a categorical statement for anybody who's listening to this podcast and that yeah. Ian Dempsey has never taken drugs. I can I can pretty much <laughs> guarantee that to everybody. And I know I won't even allow you to say it yourself because I know you're sick to the teeth of saying you've never taken drugs. And yeah. it's hilarious. And some people are, people are always gobsmacked. People are always interviewing you and going, ah, Ian, come on, I know you've never taken drugs, but you had a little bit, didn't yeah. you? And you're there. No, no, I swear yeah. I never had any. And of course, that's perfectly, um, yeah. you're, you're, oh, that's Noel from MCD. No,
1: but I'll tell you, that's, that's one of, that's one of the interesting things that, I mean, I'm delighted and privileged that you've asked me to come onto your podcast, right? Because very few people ask me to come onto anything because I don't have a story. I don't really have a, I'm a guy who does a radio show and I have a job. and I do it relatively well and uh, I've been successful doing it. But I I don't have a, I mean, the closest thing I had was I used to take a lot of salpidines, which I suppose that was. Well, this is what I wanted to ask you about, because this was hilarious incident happened a few years
0: ago. You used to take salpidine and suddenly before you knew it, you were on the Saturday night show with Brendan O'Connor. And he was like, Ian, tell us about your drugs, hell. And you're there <laughs> sweating, going, what drugs, hell? Ian apparently you're addicted to codeine. So, like, you have a problem with the codeine and you're addicted to the old codeine. So, yeah. like, I mean, this was hilarious. Listening they must have
1: been really stuck that week, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, remember the Daily Mail, My Drugs, Hell, Ian Dempsey, and you were just yeah. going, what the hell is this? this all about? Yeah, I yeah. know.
1: But, and uh, I mean, to madness, be honest with you, I, I did, I did, I did probably take two, I did take a lot of them. And, uh, I know Eamon Dunphy took a lot of them as well at the time. And he came in and he wants, he says, you want to get off those things? <laughs> I think he, one day he took about 14 in about three hours. And, uh, that's kind of a bit excessive. Uh, he had a bad back or something like that, but, uh, I did take them, but then once they, they kind of made them illegal almost, like if you went in to buy a packet of them, they'd say, oh, what do you want these for? Oh, no. I just said, ah, yep. forget it. I don't need them, you know. So yeah. I didn't take them. That's anymore. our but promo yeah. for
0: the podcast, Ian, because yeah. <laughs> all, we, all we got there for the promo was, you didn't mention the word sopatine at all. All you said was, no, no, I was taking them for ages. Eamon Dunphy was on loads of them. And of course, they were <laughs> illegal at the time. So me and Eamon were the only ones doing it. <laughs> so that's a perfect promo. Um, yeah, yeah. so here's a, you say you don't have a story um, and everybody has a story in a different way. I mean, not everybody has a, yeah. a story that's akin to a guest that used to appear on the Pat Kenny version of the Late Late Show where he go. So after that, your head fell off and you went to Ecuador. <laughs> um, it's not, not not every not every story is not every person has the similar story to that. But everybody has a story within their personality yeah. as well. So here's two questions that everybody asks me when I meet when I'm out and about. So you'd probably be yeah. able to guess yeah. one of them anyway. They go, um, what was it like meeting Roy Kane?" Or uh, what was it like meeting Roy? Jose Mourinho? Um, and then the other question that they'll ask me is, here, tell us, is Ian Dempsey that sound, is he? And then there's another c- question, but it's not a question. It's a rhetorical It's a rhetorical question. A fellow will come over to me with a worried look in his face and he'll go, Ian Dempsey's sound, is not he? And that's basically the same tone he's <laughs> using as... He's using the same tone as tell me the Easter Bunny exists, right? And uh, and right. I go, no, 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 he is. He is. He is exactly the way he is on the radio. Yeah. But my question to you is, and you try to be as honest with me here, um, uh, because for everybody out there who might wonder, yeah, he is. He is. He's consistently, reliably, sound, decent, extremely gentlemanly. That's one of the things that I think I've I was really bad at when I met you, and I learned a little bit from you about being a gentleman um I'm, i still have lots to learn by the way but uh you have a great gentle manliness about you Gr- Gentlemanliness, a gentleness with people uh, you really try to listen to what they're saying um you're very respectful of people and you give them their due but i wanted to just try, try and see are you in your even your own opinion are you really that nice like if i'll try and push you even further i'll try and push you further even I'll try and push you further like if you had to basically be even cruel on yourself and criticize yourself, how would you give me, could you, could you negative, give me a negative about Ian Dempsey, even in your own personal estimation?
1: Um, I, um, that's an interesting question. And I suppose I, I, I think that I am, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a meanderer and, uh, I'm a, what do you call those guys who put things off until the next, I, I keep putting things off all the time. Uh, uh, I I don't procrastinator. I, I I've, I've lot, pro yeah, exactly procrastinator. Uh, I don't have. Um, I have lots of ideas. I've got buckets in my phone. I've got buckets and buckets of ideas, but I've done nothing with them. Uh, I've always wanted to do that, you know. So I've I I I don't have enough ambition, I suppose. But uh, I'm like I, I am what people hear on the radio, and I am mm. that's the way, you know, and I am. It's a trick. I, it's a trick, isn't it, Ian? Because yeah. it, I, we've always we've often discussed
0: this as well. You. It's not that it's, it's it, I, well, you maybe you correct me on this. It's not that it's exactly you on the radio. It's a version of you which is very close to you. nice. Right. <laughs> because it couldn't be exactly you. It's, it, because in exactly you, you would be much more, I suppose, you'd be much more confessional. And you'd say almost like Asperger's syndrome, you'd say exactly what's on your mind almost. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a very
1: close version to you. But it's as close as you can get, yeah. I suppose. But once once the red light goes on, there is a sort of an edit button that goes on in the back of your head subconsciously, you know, so obviously you don't say, well, how the fuck are you today? You know, you can't say that on the radio, (laughs) Uh, although I would I've always had a dream that it would be great if once a year you were allowed to say uh, the F word. On the radio, it would be there was a license that every broadcaster could do it, so that you go to see Bowie at the point for the seventeenth time, and you come back and you say that was the best fucking gig I have ever been at. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, unfortunately, that doesn't work yet. But maybe it will soon. Yeah. You never know. But he's yeah. gone. But the thing you say about listening, I remember my dad saying to me that he heard an interview with some guy who was on. uh He was talking to um, uh, John F. Kennedy's missus. Um, uh, when she, uh, after, just after he had been shot and he was interviewing her and he had his questions set out and uh, he had said so tell us um, mrs kennedy this tell us that and she said something that that was just really kind of heart-wrenching and very personal but he just asked her the next question do you know what i mean and he my dad said to me always listen to what the, per- the other person is saying that that it's so important that you pick up on what they're saying and i mean that stuck with me so i mean he's been a great uh, influence on on my life as my as my mother has and as you yeah. have mario yeah. <laughs> Well thank you very much. But no you have the,
0: the, I suppose that that's the same that's the same thing as some actors say as well I remember uh, a lot of good actors will tell you that um they go how are you such a good actor and they go I don't act I just react somebody else somebody says something and I yeah. react to what the person is saying and that is yeah. where the the spark or the magic comes from and and, and if you are very reactive as well because you just you you are you just listen to what's been given to you and you react in 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 your natural yeah. um authentic personality um uh, uh, to that. Um i having said that though nowadays when this is something you and i talk about off air a lot as well. Oh boy do we talk about this. I suppose I'll frame it in that do you ever worry now about saying something that just for uh,
1: <laughs> do you ever yeah but I, I, wor- I, I do you? absolutely yeah because it, it's a very thin line now isn't it between what you say and what you used to be able to say what you can't say now what you say and because of social media which isn't going away anywhere it's always going to be there so we you can't sort of say well let's outlaw this thing because it's because everybody has an opinion everybody's an expert as your friend mick mccarthy used to say do you know what i mean it's uh so mm. it's it's one of those situations whereby uh everybody uh, is able to give their opinion and press send on a message and that can then be passed on to somebody else and on to somebody else i mean there's all kinds of things uh, out there that that you just cannot say anymore like for example if you take the the whole thing about uh, meghan markle saying that somebody was wondering what the child what color the child was going to be right now i can honestly mm-hmm. say that if if my daughter was married to somebody who was, say, a, a black guy, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I would probably say, oh, it'll be interesting to see what what the child looks like. That's not 100%. necessarily racist, 100%. is it? 100%. Yeah. See, 100%. This is what, so, I, myself
0: and Blondin were talking about this yeah. the other night. So yeah. we said, nobody, nobody, everybody has gone on a screaming fest about this Meghan, Markle yeah. and Harry thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Nobody, not one person that I've seen has said, in what context was the person who said yes. this speaking in so for example yeah. did prince charles com- did prince charles bound into the room and went "megan oh harry my god i just <laughs> thought about it now you're of mixed race and harry is a ginger bollocks which means perhaps hopefully yeah. maybe there could be a very interesting color to the child" and he could have said yeah. it in a completely positive way rather than the negative connotation yeah. which it's yeah. being ascribed to. And I'm not saying it's not that, but exactly. everybody's just jumping, the, yeah. presuming that it is. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. but
1: I thought William was quite forceful. He was quite forceful on the news, William, when he said, we are definitely not a racist family. And, I mean, if you look at what they've, what they've done, I'm not into the royal family in any way. Uh, and I find it odd that the Ar- Irish people seem to be madly into the whole royal family thing now. But I think anything that I've seen them doing down through the years has always been about equality, has always been about multiracial, has always been about, you know, multi-ethnic uh, and they've been very supportive all around. So, I mean, I, I just find it odd that that has become... People are getting offended on behalf of other people.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is the thing. This is the thing we talked about. Other people are getting offended on behalf of other people. Exactly. Um, so, so, just to answer that question, it's it's you do you do kind of worry about maybe a so-called gaffe every so often, and um, and I suppose I suppose the question for people like me and you even is that do you feel cowed by it? Does that stop you from going to places that you might even normally go? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that, and you go. Do you know what? It's not worth my while.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the key to it. I think, I think what happens is you're saying it's not worth the hassle. I mean, I know even at our meetings sometimes where we're talking about gift Mm. grub, you say, oh, you could do this. You could take them there. You could do that with it. And you say, no, if we do that, people are going to complain about it. And I mean, I think it will kind of uh, curtail the art of conversation, the art of comedy. You know, it's going to it's going to affect it. But as as I I said as well, it's also not going anywhere. So it's it's only going to get stronger. As well. Although and as, as we've
0: also discussed, there may yeah. be a pendulum reaction to yeah, it in it the, opposite the opposite direction way, over the next five to yeah. ten years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, one, I think sometimes one, when when they say, Okay, this is this is a new rule, you can't say this anymore. I think it would be good if some people in strong positions uh stood up and said no, I don't agree with that, and I'm not going with that, so you know I think everybody Ian, is I, used going along on the, actually, I used to say this on the I used to say this on I used to
0: say this on the Sunday roast. Yeah. I used to say you know some guy in Waitrose was going to be kicked out because he said something about somebody or he was yeah. perceived to have said something yeah. and I was saying at the time, and I was saying, who's going to be the first major corporation to go fuck off no, yeah. our employee stays, and we're not bent
1: down up by him we know him we know him exactly. better than you know
0: him yeah, yeah, absolutely exactly yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um few a few odds and ends maybe to 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 pick up with you here. You've never had a massage. <laughs>
1: um I have never had massage no I haven't. I haven't, no.
0: And you can't bear the
1: thought of getting a no, massage you I don't like let the somebody idea, near it. No. There's two reasons. One of them is I don't really like I think that it might hurt a little bit too much. Uh and that's probably the point <laughs> of it, you might say. And the other thing is I would be afraid that it might go I might get a, a slightly yeah uh, kind of Aroused by the whole thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I might even even if, I might even if it was a bloke, I might get it might oh get aroused gosh. without realizing it, you know. So <laughs> I'd be a bit worried about that.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're
1: you've been cancelled twice there, Ian. Excellent. For saying various
0: different things. Um so good Ian Dempsey, I could see the game show now. Ian Dempsey, you've won a massage. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, I, you've turned down the massage on the basis that you will get aroused. Um, okay, okay. But that's honest. That's honest. Because, and in fairness, yeah. I know that's honest for anybody who's listening out there. Because he has that. He has said that to me in private. Um, nice. And you have asked me about my frequent massages because I, when they're open, I get a massage every week. And uh, you've quizzed. Yeah, me Yeah, I know you honest. love them. Yeah, yeah. I do. I've, you've quizzed me before on massages, as if like. And then, well, like, what happens then? And, uh, and uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing happens then. Um. So uh, a few more, uh, I suppose. I clear this one up with you as well. I mean, everybody who knows you knows your association with Bowie. But just just try and be brief. As well. Why
1: Bowie? Um, well, it was probably it was probably a matter of timing. It was I I was I didn't get into the Beatles. I didn't get into any of that. I do appreciate them now, but when I was about what well, was 1971, I was probably about ten or eleven, uh, and I saw this guy and I saw him as uh, theatrical. I saw him as colorful so i'm like a cartoon uh and uh he also was saying something to me like yeah you can you can dream you can you can do your own thing uh, and it was all contained within one guy it wasn't four guys it was one guy uh and i was just fascinated by him and have been ever since and i mean i think my parents were would be more worried about the fact that i was a bowie fan than the fact that I wasn't listening in school properly, you know what I mean. That that, that was that okay. they were more kind of oh that's a strange one now, you know. Whereas so, so there, just to separate was, it, yeah. is is it him or the music? Oh, it's it's. I think it's him definitely. I mean, I ah, love the music. Okay. I love the music, and yeah. I. But I think it's him. I think it's the, the like I, I love you know the you know that famous uh, Jeremy Paxman interview where he basically foresaw the internet and yeah. followed it through in his head. He I think he had great vision. And uh, great ideas. And um, but um his music was pretty, pretty good as well. You know, although he's had yeah. a few no, dodgy yeah. ones and he, I didn't think his videos were that good, to be honest with you. I mean, I think they were I think he was ahead of his time with a lot of these things. And he 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 had great ideas before the uh, before they had the right technology to actually make those ideas look good. So he tried all these experiments and, and it looks a bit shit now when you look back on it some of the things he did. So but, actually
0: uh, you actually part of your admiration for David Bowie is a kind of you see him as a kind of a bit of a genius superhero kind of guy. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And, uh, so I didn't know that because I was yeah. going Okay, listen, I get it, right? Space yeah. Oddity is fucking brilliant. I get yeah. it. Um, you know, Station to Station is fantastic. Hunky Dory is amazing. But mm. how can you like it just over and over again that much? And then yeah. you've answered me the question. Yeah, it's not so much it's the music. It's it's actually him you, you, you really him. did. It's him, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, that's I do love the music as well. But uh, that's, yeah. uh, but it, it's, it's that's what grabbed me. And I mean, I know it's a, a real cliche, and people say that no, that top of the pops thing where himself and Mick Ronson looked into the camera mm. and Bowie pointed at, you know, uh, Starman. It was like that's just such an iconic piece of uh, of history, uh, and you know, the, the fact that people like men didn't get that close to each other before. Yeah. And now, now yeah. they do, and now they're hugging and doing all kinds of things, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, and first, and of course, you're a
0: non-drug-taking, um, <laughs> masculine, um, straight down the line bloke who idolises this androgynous heroin addict. Half female, half man There you go, there's
1: always hope You (laughs) see, there's always hope (laughs) Exactly,
0: exactly, exactly exactly. Final thing Ian, Uh, Um, I've been working with you for 22 years now We started up Gift Grub on the radio And then we went for Gift Grub Live on 2009 And we started in Little Room, The Sugar Club Uh, And that was a great night I remember it was a great night Because I remember uh, Matt Cooper of all people Just came up to me and in a very quiet way Looked around and went
1: Jesus, there's legs in that York
0: uh, and uh, I, remember no, I remember knowing then That there was, there was something in it And uh, it's been a wonderful 12 yeah. years and, and, and in fact it's about a year to the day now Since we were last on stage uh, But as you know like So I do all these wow, um, really? I, Yeah yeah. it's about a year to the day now Since we, were, we came back from Galway And we were on the stage in uh, Leisureland mm. And uh, I remember The last time we played Galway It was a full house But uh, we were actually doing mass gathering jokes so i come out as Joe and i go, whoo, mass gatherings, mass gatherings, and everybody was going, Oh, Jesus, oh, what is he saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All that sort of stuff. So was, people were yeah. really people were already getting a bit shifty um about the whole mass gatherings thing. We yeah, felt so no, a little oh bit God. elite we felt almost They'd be, a they're bit used to it now. It. Used
1: to it.
0: Yeah. So you have to do you have, yeah, to, you have to you have to do a little yeah. um you have to do a little task for me in before we sign off. Um Normally people, you have an excellent oh. voice, right? I mean, you, you, have, you have an amazing voice, chocolatey right. voice, uh, really great voice. It's as if the vo- your voice is married to the microphone, really. Um, it's like as if there's, there's a microphone, there's a voice, and then the microphone and the voice create an extra special chemistry. That's, the, that's what happens with your voice. It's a really great voice. Um, it's a good voice in normal life as well, but it's just that in, on a microphone it really kicks, takes off. But normally with somebody with a voice as good as yours, nearly always, they're reasonably musical, and um, they have a good sense of pitch, and they're often really good at impressions. Um, but you're not really. Do you, 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 would you? Would you? Would you? Can you do impressions of anybody? No, you're not. You're, are you going to teach me one? I'd love no, to. No, well, one. I might teach you. I might teach you one. But you're going to have to oh. try and just give me. You might. You're, you're going to have to try and teach me. You're going to have to try and give me your best effort at a few names, even from having heard me do them throughout the years. Okay. So, oh, for, right, okay. so yeah, I want yeah, yeah. So, all right so so give me give me your best version and you have to this will be quick now. So give us your best version, Ian Dempsey does impressions of Joan Burton. Can I just say hey, is that good no <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's not bad.
1: Okay, go for uh, it, Pascal Donahue. Uh, oh <laughs> I love a <laughs> love a better basement jacks myself, to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Keane. Oh, James, what's going on there, Mario? <laughs> okay, James Corden. Oh, no, sorry, I can't, I can't even tell you. He's got some sort of I what, know. Can you do?
0: Well, no, I can't, but I know, I know you hate James Corden, so, yeah. uh, so I was wondering if you'd be able to stomach <laughs> fix you Okay, Matt Cooper has a problem in um, a battery shop. Hello? You wouldn't have any AAA batteries by any chance, would you? Yeah. <laughs> Christy Moore says there's no realises there's no toilet paper in the
1: cubicle oh here we go again here we go again here we go again what'll they do what'll they do use the enemy shirt use the enemy
0: <laughs> Michael Flatley is um. Uh, Michael Flatley wants, to, wants you to play a request for him on the radio
1: Ah, Jesus will you play it for us for the baby go on play it for the baby
0: <laughs> for the baby yeah. for the baby <laughs> Porrick Harrington Porrick Harrington is having a party and is in a great mood I got to do. And that's John Burton. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. That's not bad at all. You see, you have a musical ear. You have a musical ear. I've shot my load, Ian. I've completely shot my load with you. you? And, uh, (laughs) okay. So, uh, all all I want to say is thank you so much for being my first guest. And, um, okay. Hopefully, we can go on from here.
1: It, it it's it's been a fantastic pleasure and uh and thank you for uh for all the years i have listened to some of these these podcasts going on and what normally happens when there's an interview going on is that the interviewer as in you in this case says something like it's been my pleasure having you and they leave a little gap then and they're expecting the interviewee to come back well can i just say You've been a great inspiration to me down through the years yourself. And uh, I always enjoy your stuff on the radio. And, you know, so uh, that's that's uh, I I've I, I, I've I've often said it. I've said it publicly before. I think what you do on the radio, what you've done on TV and on stage is absolutely world class. So fair play to you. And uh, it's 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 brilliant. I'm delighted to be your first guest on your podcast. Oh, more than happy Ian, to have you. Um, and I'll see you on Monday. OK. And can I can I do my real voice now? I'll get the radio voice off now. Join me to Yeah, yeah, are yeah. right. off now. We're not on the. Thanks a million for that, there, Mario. And I'll see you back in the bleeding. Uh, where is the? F- is that the bleeding south side again? Yeah, I'll see you then. Yeah, when right. are you going to allow me do Dennis O'Brien impression? Yeah. <laughs> come on now, come on now.
0: <laughs> And that's it. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly did and I've enjoyed immensely doing this first ever episode and I can't wait to get going and uh, see where we are six months a year from now. I even learned a few things myself um, this morning. Thanks for keeping me company. If you listen to podcasts regularly, you'll be blue in the face with people telling you to hit subscribe, follow, rate, review, click, jump, whatever. I don't even know the language. I'll learn it. Do all that. Don't break the status quo. Do all that. and please do and get in touch with me if you want to I'm at Gift Grub Mario on Twitter I'm Mario Rosenstock on Facebook and if you want to send me a letter or a note or something that's on your mind or you think would make a good talking point um, get in touch with me personally Mario Rosenstock at gmail.com thanks for listening take care of yourselves see you next week